This is section 111 of Mark Twain Speaking. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Dinner Speech, Associated Press Banquet, Hotel Waldorf Astoria, New York, September 19, 1906. Read by John Greenman. I am here to make an appeal to the nations in behalf of the simplified spelling. I have come here because they cannot all be reached except through you. There are only two forces that can carry light to all the corners of the globe, only two, the sun in the heavens and the associated press down here. I may seem to be flattering the sun, but I do not mean it so. I am meaning only to be just and fair all around. You speak with a million voices. No one can reach so many races, so many hearts and intellects as you, except Rudyard Kipling, and he cannot do it without your help. If the Associated Press will adopt and use our simplified forms, and thus spread them to the ends of the earth, covering the whole spacious planet with them, as with a garden of flowers, our difficulties are at an end. Every day of the three hundred and sixty-five the only pages of the world's countless newspapers that are read by all the human beings and angels and devils that can read are those pages that are built out of Associated Press dispatches. And so I beg you, I beseech you, oh, I implore you to spell them in our simplified forms do this daily constantly persistently for three months only three months it is all i ask the infallible result victory victory all down the line for by that time all eyes here and above and below will have become adjusted to the change and in love with it and the present clumsy and ragged forms will be grotesque to the eye and revolting to the soul and we shall be rid of tysis and tysic and pneumonia and pneumatics and diphtheria and pterodactyl and all those other insane words which no man addicted to the simple Christian life can try to spell and not lose some of the bloom of his piety in the demoralizing attempt. Do not doubt it. We are chameleons, and our partialities and prejudices change places with an easy and blessed facility and we are soon wanted to the change, and happy in it. We do not regret our old yellow fangs and tushes 
after we have worn nice fresh uniform store teeth a while do i seem to be seeking the good of the world that is the idea it is my public attitude privately i am merely seeking my own profit we all do it but it is sound and it is virtuous for no public interest is anything other or nobler than a massed accumulation of private interests in eighteen eighty three when the simplified spelling movement first tried to make a noise i was indifferent to it more i even irreverently scoffed at it what i needed was an object lesson you see it is the only way to teach some people very well i got it at that time i was scrambling along earning the family's bread on magazine work at seven cents a word compound words at single rates just as it is in the dark present i was the property of a magazine a seven-cent slave under a boiler iron contract one day there came a note from the editor requiring me to write ten pages on this revolting text considerations concerning the alleged subterranean holophotal extemporaneousness of the conchalaceous superimprecation of the ornithorhynchus as foreshadowed by the unintelligibility of its plesiosaurian anisodactylous aspects ten pages of that each and every word a seventeen-jointed vestibuled railroad train seven cents a word i saw starvation staring the family in the face i went to the editor and i took a stenographer along so as to have the interview down in black and white for no magazine editor can ever remember any part of a business talk except the part that's got graft in it for him and the magazine i said read that text jackson and let it go on the record read it out loud he read it considerations concerning the alleged subterranean holophotal extemporaneousness of the conchalaceous superimprecation of the ornithorhynchus as foreshadowed by the unintelligibility of its plesiosaurian anisodactylous aspects i said you want ten pages of those rumbling great long summer thunder peals and you expect to get them at seven cents a word he said a word's a word and seven cents is the contract what are you going to do about it i said jackson this is cold-blooded oppression what's an average english word he said six letters i said nothing of the kind that's french and includes the spaces between the words an average english word is four letters and a half by hard honest labor i've dug all the large words out of my vocabulary and shaved it down until the average is three letters and a half i can put 
one thousand two hundred words on your page and there's not another man alive that can come within two hundred of it my page is worth eighty-four dollars to me it takes exactly as long to fill your magazine pages with long words as it does with short ones four hours now then look at the criminal injustice of this requirement of yours i am careful i am economical of my time and labor for the family's sake i've got to be so so i never write metropolis for seven cents because i can get the same money for city i never write policeman because i can get the same price for cop and so on and so on i never write valetudinarian at all for not even hunger and wretchedness can humble me to the point where i will do a word like that for seven cents i wouldn't do it for fifteen examine your shameful text please count the words he counted and said it was twenty-four i asked him to count the letters he made it two hundred and three i said now i hope you will see the whole size of your contemplated crime with my vocabulary i would make sixty words out of those two hundred and three letters and get four dollars and twenty cents for it whereas for your inhuman twenty-four i would get only one dollar and sixty-eight cents ten pages of these skyscrapers of yours would pay me only about three hundred dollars in my simplified vocabulary the same space and labor would pay me eight hundred and forty dollars i do not wish to work upon this scandalous job by the piece i want to be hired by the year he coldly refused i said then for the sake of the family if you have no feeling for me you ought at least to allow me overtime on that word extemporaneousness again he coldly refused i seldom say a harsh word to anyone but i was not master of myself then and i spoke right out and called him an anisodactylus plesiosaurian conchiliaceous ornithorhynchus and rotten to the heart with holophytal subterranean extemporaneousness god forbid me for that wanton crime he lived only two hours from that day to this i have been a devoted and hard-working member of that heaven-born institution the international association for the prevention of cruelty to authors and now i am laboring with carnegie's simplified committee and with my heart in the work now then let us look at this mighty question reasonably rationally sanely yes and calmly not excitedly what is the real function the essential function the supreme function of language isn't it merely to convey ideas and emotions certainly 
then if we can do it with words of phonetic brevity and compactness why keep the present cumbersome forms but can we yes i hold in my hand the proof of it here is a letter written by a woman right out of her heart of hearts i think she never saw a spelling book in her life the spelling is her own there isn't a waste letter in it anywhere it reduces the phonetics to the last gasp it squeezes the surplusage out of every word there's no spelling that can begin with it on this planet outside of the white house and as for the punctuation there isn't any it is all one sentence eagerly and breathlessly uttered without break or pause in it anywhere the letter is absolutely genuine i have the proofs of that in my possession i can't stop to spell the words for you but you can take the letter presently and comfort your eyes with it i will read the letter miss blank dear friend i took some close into the armory and give them to you to send to the sufferers out to california and i hate to trouble you but i got to have one of them back it was a black old wool cheviot with a jacket to match trimmed kind of fancy no thirty-eight burst measure and passementery across the front and the color i wouldn't trouble you but it belonged to my brother's wife and she is mad about it i thought she was willin but she want she says she want done with it and she was going to wear it a spell longer she ain't so free arted as what i am and she has got more to do with than i have having a husband to work and slave for her i guess you remember me i am shot and stout and light-complected i talked with you quite a spell about the sufferers and said it was awful about that earthquake i shouldn't wonder if they had another one right off seeing general condition of the country is kind of explosive i hate to take that black dress away from the sufferers but i will hunt around and see if i can get another one if i can i will call to the armory for it if you will just lay it aside so no more at present from your true friend i liked your appearance very much now you see what simplified spelling can do it can convey any fact you need to convey and it can pour out emotions like a spellbinder i beg you i beseech you to adopt our spelling and print all your dispatches in it now i wish to say just one entirely serious word i have reached a time of life seventy years and a half where none of the concerns of this world have much interest for me personally i think i can speak dispassionately upon this matter because in the little while that i have got to remain here i can get along very well with these old-fashioned forms and i don't propose 
to make any trouble about it at all. I shall soon be where they won't care how I spell, so long as I keep the Sabbath. There are eighty-two million of us people that use this orthography, and it ought to be simplified in our behalf, but it is kept in its present condition to satisfy one million people who like to have their literature in the old form. That looks to me to be rather selfish, and we keep the forms as they are while we have got one hundred thousand people coming in here from foreign countries every month, and they have got to struggle with this orthography of ours, and it keeps them back and damages their citizenship for years until they learn to spell the language, if they ever do learn. There is really no argument against reform except merely sentimental argument. People say it is the spelling of Chaucer and Spencer and Shakespeare and a lot of other people who did not know how to spell anyway, and it has been transmitted to us, and we preserved it and wish to continue to preserve it because of its ancient and hallowed associations. Now, I don't see that there is any real argument about that. If that argument is good, then it would be a good argument not to banish the flies and the cockroaches from hospitals because they have been there so long that the patients have got used to them and they feel a tenderness for them on account of the associations. Why, it is like preserving a cancer in a family because it is a family cancer and we are bound to it by the test of affection and reverence an old, moldy antiquity. I think that this declaration to improve this orthography of ours is our family cancer, and I wish we could reconcile ourselves to have it cut out and let the family cancer go. Now, you see before you the wreck and ruin of what was once a young person like yourselves. I am exhausted by the heat of the day. I must take what is left of the wreck and ruin out of your presence and carry it away to my home and spread it out there and sleep the sleep of the righteous. There is nothing much left of me but my age and my righteousness, but I leave with you my love and my blessing, and may you always Keep your youth. End of dinner speech read by John Greenman.